Hi there, I'm Michael Clark, and he's Mike Pereira. Together, we're the hosts of Mid-Credit Scene, a podcast about movies. And this is a Mid-Credit Minute, kind of bonus mini-episode, where we talk about big, important things, like snacks, double features, and more. So the second question, which I think I think we've established is, is the hard one, uh, which is yeah. saying something because the double feature one ain't easy. Um, uh, a, a a film you feel you have inherited from a previous generation, and a film you would like to will on to uh, to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one was was very tricky. I do think for me, there's like a couple of films that speak to like a few of our past generations that have really stuck with me that I would want to pass on. The first one that absolutely came to mind for me was The Best Years of Our Lives. I'm not sure if you've seen that. It's 1941, I think, uh, film. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. Oh my God, it'll make you weep. It's like Brent Kleenex. It's just like one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. And I think just says a lot about again, where we were at as a, as a society at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, says a lot about our, um, I don't know, like our need for wildness and violence, but also our desperate need to escape it at the same time mm-hmm. and just how traumatizing all of that can be. Um, and then how that trauma really affects people as they try to move through their lives afterwards whether it be like war that is the thing that's caused that or you know any sort of mental illness or any sort of trauma really across the board i think it's just so many of the themes in that movie are so universal and and just really touch on the human experience um and it's just like like there's just so much baked in in empathy it's just it's a beautiful movie yeah okay good pick yeah yeah, my other ones were like a little bit more lighthearted. So like 2001 Space Odyssey, I think, is also um, a great one that I want to pass on. And um, and then The Breakfast Club came to mind. Like it's something, you know, moving further into the 80s, 80s category of just like, yeah. And they're so, they're so different. Like we go from this like very deep movie to like, oh, this is where we're at now as, as a society. <laughs> Here, watch this array of movies. We go from, like, war to sci-fi to, like, these misfits in a classroom. I, I do so like... Yeah. Were, those, were, those fil- were those under the, like, in films you inherited from the past generation kind of category piece of it? Yeah. 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 Uh, were, did you have different films that you would will to the next generation for, like... Because uh, yeah. uh, what, what interests me is the is the the inheritance piece, you know, when when... When Mike and I talked about this, uh, uh, we were chatting with each other about it. Is what's interesting is how you consider inheriting a film, like mm. through film school, through your parents, through someone who like mm. who did you inherit it from was an interesting thing because we we did we had different yeah. ideas of like well, what does that mean to inherit a film? Like, did someone have to give it to you, or how did you come to that film? Or was it just an older film that, you know, wasn't made within your lifetime, so you feel you inherited it from the previous generation that you don't really remember how you came to? So it was an interesting... Yeah, that is a, that's a really good question. I hadn't, I guess I was thinking about it more of, like, what is stuck with me from... Um, I don't think there's a wrong or right answer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Two out of the three of those, I definitely was, like, highly influenced from, from film school, for sure. I don't think if I'd gone to 
film school, I'd been exposed to nearly as many uh, amazing, you know, uh, classic movies from uh, the olden days. Um, and, and, sure. and especially like the kind of period pieces and, and specific genres. So uh, definitely, definitely pulling from that. I think something like the breakfast club probably comes more from like influence of like older siblings and, and people, you know, in my life when I was young and, and yeah, uh, you know, going through that period of time of like wanting to watch what what they thought was cool and and hearing from them that like that was one of their favorite movies, you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but that's it that's is cool. a good question. Yeah, from where it comes from. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I I love this idea of how we. I think when you hear that question, you have a kind of an you, you jump to certain ideas right away, and it's kind of an interesting thing of like, well, what does it mean to inherit a film? And then like you mm-hmm. know, so conversely, like you know, if you have a if if by some chance you get to will a film forward, uh, that the next generation you think really really needs, what what would you pick? Mm. There were I I, the, I think I really <laughs> thought about this as though like what film do I feel like is saying a lot about our current culture and I mm. would need to feel like is going to like pass on. Like if I was putting it in a, uh, what are those things called? Like a time capsule mm, <laughs> and someone right. was going to yeah. uncover it in 50 years from now and it needed to be reflective of where we're kind of at. Um, and yeah, anyway, so I, 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 my, I the first that. thing that came to mind for me was get out um, because uh, I just feel like yeah, on so many levels, like on the storytelling piece, obviously from where we're at as a society, um, the need to make someone aware that like, we haven't really moved past so many of these issues that we have um, is I think really important. Um, But then also, you know, the new age kind of filmmaking approach of someone like Jordan Peele. Um, I just remember the first time I ever saw it, I was just like, holy shit, I haven't seen anything like this movie before. Like, it was just so good. It was so, so good. Um, And obviously having like more representation across, you know, directors and and the stories that we tell now, like so important. Um, And only someone like him could have told that story. And so I think that is also really profound and important to pass on Um, is like a a new, well, I shouldn't say, you know, new perspective, but yeah. a perspective that we haven't heard a lot of or from yeah. in the past. Um, and so, yeah, that came to mind. Other movies like, like Moonlight also really um, stood out mm-hmm. for me for those same reasons. Um, but then I also thought of like, what are some other messages that I would want to pass along? I'm not sure if you've seen eighth grade by um, Bo Burnham. No, uh, it's yeah, I mean, he did this before he did Inside on on um, Netflix, which is also just a masterpiece. And I think I would pass that on also as like if this was something that you have to watch. Um, but uh, Eighth Grade is a is a beautifully sad movie about this young girl and her experience with like technology and and being a young person. And I think yeah, she's in eighth grade, so she's like just on like kind of cusp of going to high school and mm. um. If you have kids, I think it's really interesting to watch, um, especially thinking about how our children are growing up with technology and social media in particular, and how that is influencing their lives um, and their sense of self, you know, and self-worth. Um, yeah, it was really, really well done. Uh, so those I'll were kind of, yeah, the three, the three that, that stuck with me. Um, 
I think I'd also had maybe like, uh, what else was on my list? Interstellar and Boyhood. I thought those were like just two movies from, you know, the last 10 years or so that were like really great and yeah, um, yeah have stuck with me as well. Yeah. That's great. I love the way that you, you thought of that, like the idea of, of willing a film forward that is reflective of what's kind of going on and capturing a bit of uh what's kind of within the social consciousness of this time mm-hmm. uh which is a, which is probably very different than i came through it because you know i've i have three kids and the oldest of them are 12 and 13 or uh, uh 11 and 12 so my lens to this is often just like well what do i what am i excited to share with my kids right like what yeah, what's coming now yeah, what am i sharing like, with my, my kids yeah um yeah. so it, it becomes big and i love these questions because there's no right answer to them they're just what your gut tells you about what you want to sort of answer those things. Right. And that, that's why we're, I think, excited about this set of questions. Um, yeah. But yeah. I love yeah. those answers. It's like, I love that framing of thinking of a film that kind of says something about what's going on around us right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, is, mm-hmm. is really, really interesting. Like I grew up, I'm, uh, you know, as I said, I'm a bit older than you guys. So like growing up through the eighties, there's, there's kind of a nascent like existential crisis in a lot of stuff that's going on in the eighties because of this sort of like holdover of the cold war still being a thing and like nuclear threat still being a thing. I also grew up in a town with a nuclear power plant. Mm. Uh, So like, you know, like this idea of like a world ending events, this sort of existentialist issue is, is kind of ever present in a lot of the things that kind of came up that, that I was going that was around when I was a kid. So, so yeah, it's very mm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think whenever someone asks me like what my favorite movie was, it the reason why it's so hard for me to answer that is because it has so much to do with the environment in which you watch that, right? Like yeah. whether you were at like a yeah. cinema or someone showed it to you or you were, you were at a point in time in your life where it was really profound. It might not be the best movie of all time. And that's why like for, for me, fight club is, is so like has just stuck with me and is like usually my answer when someone asks me that because I watched it a period of time when I was like just starting to learn about how the world really works yeah. <laughs> and, and starting to feel jaded by all of that and and you know uh, go, uh, thinking about what I wanted to study in university and I was you know yeah just and so it's the kind of the same thing. Like we always have to assess these films and the reasons why we love them or, or what attaches, you know, our ourselves to them within the context of both our own lives, but then also on the macro level of like what else is going on in the world. And a lot of the time the films, and this even happened through our conversation tonight, like the changes that happened in the Western genre itself, right. So reflective of what was going on in the world. Um, and and yeah films are you know a representation of what we are experiencing and there's you can't really look at them i think without looking at, at the history of, of in the context of what's happening around us yeah yeah Love i that. agree That's i also fantastic. think i think i think thinking about that it uh <laughs> makes me really struggle with the 80s <laughs> so it's like <laughs> <laughs> What was going on? (laughs) (laughs) So much happening. (laughs) There's no, everything is just like, 
we don't know what's going on. Everything is everything is fair game right now. Every story gets yeah. funny. Uh, yeah. you know, it's it's amazing. Yeah, no, I love so that true. perspective. I think I think it's a great way to to read that the question, but also to to like to our point about westerns and looking at these genres that you know whether it's westerns or science fiction or like genres that have a lot of depth to them, right? They become really great to look at and say, well, what were people, why were people making those movies in this time? To hear more, listen to Mid Credit Scene Podcast on Midtown Radio or wherever you get your podcasts.